When it comes to success, Tammy Hedrick has it nailed. As a longtime executive and coach for the Minnesota Vikings, she says intentionality and presence are just two of the many lessons that we'll learn during this episode. Keep listening. This is Energy Now, a podcast to charge up your leadership in life so you can own your power at work and at home. I'm your host, Kristen, a former corporate leader who worked with some of the biggest brands on the planet, turned best-selling author, energy mastery expert, work-life futurist, widowed mom, and worldwide speaker. I'm here to give you fast and fun ideas to instantly spark up your mood, magnetism, and mindset. Join me as we charge up your energy now. Hello and welcome. We are talking with Tammy Hedrick today, and I am so excited because it is easily one of my most favorite interviews so far. But before we jump in, I want you to get here. Like we do at the beginning of every episode, I want you to just let go of what's happening so far today, clear your to-do list for the foreseeable future just for these few minutes while you're listening. So you can really get into the moment and really learn from what you're going to hear today. So take a deep breath, look around. What do you see that's your favorite color? My favorite color is blue. I see some blue in a picture that I have hanging on my wall. My couch is blue. I see a blue CD case. Not really a CD because who has those anymore, but it's like a case of a software disc. So look for your favorite color around you right now. Okay, so you're here. You're in this moment. So let's jump in. So I want to give you just a little background on Tammy before we get into the interview. So the coolest thing about her is that she is like the world's best multitasker and not in a way where like you're spread so thin, but in a way where she's truly present in what she's doing. She's intentional. She really looks for ways to connect with other people, looks for the right support and looks to be a support for others. Her insights are so amazing in this interview and you know, as her professional life has shown, she's really learned a lot. You know, she's been with the Minnesota Vikings NFL football team for 22 years as the head coach of the Vikings cheerleaders, but then also as an executive in the corporate office as the director of women's initiatives and strategic development. She's done pretty much anything you can imagine as part of the Minnesota Vikings corporate team and as a coach with program events and initiatives, staffing, content creation, uh, initiatives for female fans, internal employee engagement, cheer youth programs. She's uh, on the board of directors as the president for the Twin Cities chapter of women in sports and events. She does a lot of work with nonprofits like Matter and Women to Know group in the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal as an honoree for Women in Business Awards. And she's been on TV as an ambassador, as a media talent, and has done all kinds of things to really drive women's sports and just athletics in general, not just in in the Minnesota area, but all around the United States. So that professionally, she's like totally a rock star, right? But it's really the things she does personally that really make her so amazing. She is pursuing her MBA. She has a busy household because get this, she has seven kids, her husband is a sergeant in the police department, and she has this amazing full-time job where she's like a totally kick-ass, powerful woman, right? So between all of those things, it was such a pleasure to talk with her, and I'm excited for you to listen to this interview and listen to it all the way to the end because you're going to get 
nuggets of gold from beginning to that very last sentence. So listen, enjoy, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Tammy, thanks for being here on Energy Now. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to hang out with you today. Yeah, well, you know, in the intro, I talked about your background and you have such a cool job and actually multiple jobs for the Minnesota Vikings. Now, with those multiple jobs, you know, you're the director of women's initiatives and strategic development, also the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. You have to juggle a lot of stuff and you're really in one of those roles where you kind of have to bring your best self and be like a positive force in the room. How do you think the people that you interact with every day, whether it's the cheer team, whether it's people at work, whether it's people you're interacting with with fans, what do you think they would describe you as in one word with that energy that you bring to a room? I hope that they would say intentional. And mm. I, I feel like um, one of the things that's really important to me is because I have so many different areas that I've, I'm involved in and focused on, um, when you're in whatever space that is with, you know, my cheer team or in the boardroom or with my children, like you have to be intentional and be present and really be focused on what's at hand. Yeah. Is there anything that you do specifically at work every day to stay in that moment? Because it's so easy to think about, okay, what's the next meeting I have to be at? What do I have after work? What do I have next week? When's the next game? When is, you know, you're where I was thinking what's next. Is there anything you do at work to stay in that moment and intentional about what's happening? I think with technology, it, it can be so hard. You know, you've got every little, you know, your computer, your iPad, your phone beeping at you. Um, so I do try to turn off my phone when I'm in meetings. I either set it aside or uh, flip it upside down or put it in my purse and don't even bring it out because I want to really be able to engage with who is in the room. Um, I had a season where I would bring my laptop to all my meetings because I wanted to take notes and, and be productive, but I would find that then as an email would pop up, I was leaving, in, for lack of a better word, leaving the meeting and all of a sudden going into this email. Oh, I'll just quick shoot, respond. Oh, I'll just quick, you know. And I know when I've been in meetings and that's happening, you feel like they're not with you. You feel that they're focused on something else. You don't feel like you're being the most productive. So I really have taken time um, in the recent months to just turn the phone off, flip it upside down, don't bring my laptop, I can write notes if I need to take, write notes, and I can send an email after the meeting, um, and just be really intentional that way by being present. Yeah, that technology, I said even before we got on the recording here, is that it's a blessing and a curse, because it can do so much for us as far as connection and productivity, but it can also kill both of those things. So I, I think it's so important that we find those ways to dis disconnect from that and be in the moment with the actual human beings in front of us. Yep. Well, and the thing is, you know, we tell our kids, you know, no phones at the dinner table or, or turn the phone off so we can have a conversation and take the earbuds out so we can drive in the car and talk. But I don't feel like adults always do that. Yeah, so we're expecting it of younger people and, and getting annoyed that they're not following that, but then we're not doing it. So yeah, do trying as I to say, figure out as how to role model that. I love that. I love yep. that. Now, as you know, the Minnesota Vikings are having a great season. And when this airs, when this airs, we won't know, we don't know what will have happened. But up to this date, when we're recording, they've been having a great season. But you know, one thing about you know, football games, sporting events of any kind, is the music. When they play music that pumps you up and fans go crazy. And, you know, when the cheerleaders are out pumping up the crowd, music really has power to 
change your mood. And it's science proves that it actually will change your mood within seconds. Do you have a favorite song that energizes you or pumps you up or type of music? Um, I think because I was a dancer growing up and I did all forms of dance, it, it kind of became part of me that I like all forms of music. Um, and I'm not just saying that I really do. I love all forms of music, but I will say that, um, you know, having young kids, I feel like sometimes I've gotten separated from what the latest music is and what's the hot stuff, but the cheerleaders will bring a playlist and, um, I, I feel like every time they do, I can find that current song that just pumps me up. Um, right now, I would say probably that um, a couple Lizzo songs. I, I don't know if your if your listeners would know who that is or if they love or hate her, but I just think her personality is so fun and so sassy. Um, so that's probably one of my most pump up music right now that I like. Yeah, and she's a Minnesota girl like us, so we got to give her a little extra extra love for that. <laughs> <laughs> so you and, get, I think you're right isn't it amazing how music really can transform um Rudy is our sound guy at U.S. Bank Stadium for Vikings games and depending on whatever the emotional moment is in the game offense defense you know um a, a, a video getting replayed and the officials are reviewing it he's quite actually witty with the way he selects music so that it plays into the story of the game but then also just the type of music that he plays at certain times adds to the drama of what's happening and I just think it's um it's it's very cool that music you know and you see that in movies or um romantic situations like the music can just inspire so much you know I never thought about that because I've been to Vikings games live in the stadium and I have never thought about because I always love the music and it totally like you said adds to the drama but I never thought about Rudy being the guy having to make those decisions in the moment, I need to get him on the show. I think, I think that would be a really fascinating he, conversation. He's amazing. And he has been doing it a long time. Uh, he, he and I used to work together both at the Minnesota swarm when they were here um, and at the Vikings. And um, I'll send him a text every once in a while. I'll be like, okay, that was perfect timing for that song. Um, that, or, and I don't even know if, if it's lost on everyone else, but I feel like I'm totally in tune to it and I get it. So yes, I will send you Rudy's contact info. Well, gosh, I'm now going to be in tune to it too. And I bet other people will be as well. Thank you for sharing that <laughs> tidbit. So when you are at work, you're having one of those crazy days, uh, you're running from meeting to meeting. Is there anything that you do to kind of, and I, and I say, stop, look and listen, you know, like when you're trying to get kids to learn how to cross the street. You say, stop, look, and listen. But I use that when I'm on stage or, or teaching people how to really get in the moment. You stop, look, and listen. But is there anything you specifically do when you need to get refocused, get back on track, where you find yourself like, oh, shoot, I totally spun off. I'm not doing my to-do list. I'm putting out fires that I didn't mean to. How do you get yourself back on track? I do try to focus on the one thing. So every day I'll write down, you know, one thing for work and one thing for uh, home that I have to get done. That's like the top priority. And I try very hard to stick to obviously my list to do list has, you know, 10, 20 things on it. But at the end of the day, if I get distracted or, and I'm running from meeting to meeting or I'm putting up fires in other areas and I don't get that one thing done, I'm going to be behind or it's going to cause, you know, that domino effect of negativity for the next days because that one thing is so important. So tackling that, like no matter what, if you've got to close your door, if you have to um, kind of reel it in and just, you know, stop all the distractions so that you can get focused. I think that that's really important. The other thing I, I have been doing for a while now is 
allowing focus blocks of time so that I don't feel like I'm playing catch up. So I'll look at my calendar and I'll block, you know, like today you and I are doing this podcast. <clears throat> so yesterday I blocked out 20 minutes to make sure I reviewed all the information, had everything I needed. Um, and then tomorrow uh, I'll have 20 minutes blocked out to, so that after our conversation or after our meeting, if there's anything I need to follow up, send an email, you know, send some information that I have time blocked to do it. Cause I was finding that, um, you know, you go to this meeting and if you're not prepared for the meeting, it's not as productive. But then after the meeting, you usually have some takeaways or some to-do items. And if you don't want to have all of your to-dos end up two weeks from that meeting, you need to block the time immediately after or the next day so that you can follow up right away. So those focus blocks of time for me have really helped um, to keep my energy flow going. And then the, you know, the information is relevant and I'm not making people wait as long. Yeah, and that's not only great for you, but it's super respectful of the people you're interacting with because usually <laughs> meetings, people need you to do something before they can do something. And I think a lot of times we get so myopic and like tunnel vision in our own stuff that we forget that everything that we do, even a facial expression, impacts everybody around us. Like that energy of what we're being productive with, with our actual tasks, but also with what we're putting out with our mood and things, it... it it is. It, it, we are role models based on what we put out. So I love that you said that, that other people need you as well. And I'm not, I'm guilty of not doing this all the time, but there's a coworker that I have that a lot of times at the beginning of the meeting, they'll say, today of this meeting or the intention of the outcome is this. And I love that kind of set agenda that's creates the, the space that you're in for that meeting so that you all are on the same page. Like, cause you can each come in with a different agenda item that you think is important, but if you all get on the same page, it's so much more productive. Oh, I love that. It's like your one thing every day for a meeting. Everybody does the one thing. I love that. Yep. So yep. you, <laughs> in your bio, it's clear that you have lots of kids around you all the time. You have seven kids. <laughs> But you yeah. also do a lot of stuff for youth cheer. And you, many years ago, worked for Just for Kicks and had a really big job there. So you've always been involved with kids. How do you keep, you know, because kids' focus can be scattered depending on their age and their emotional development and what they've got going on because they haven't yet learned how to manage, manage their energy like we have as adults. Have you found any tips or tricks that work well for kids to keep them on track, <laughs> to keep them from flying off the rails or not paying attention and keeping them on, on task? Gosh, that's a good question. So yes, I have seven kids and they're each individually, you know, unique. And so I think that is important depending on your group, your audience, who you're with, you know, customizing your energy to them. Um, uh, some are going to need more of discipline and some are going to need more um, encouragement. You know, it's kind of like everyone's five love languages. Everybody responds differently to, to things, but one secret I guess I have is with kids, you either need to be high energy or quiet. And so, for example, you mentioned our youth program. We have, I think we had 850 junior cheerleaders come through our program this year with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. And their age is three to 14 years of age. And we have three days to teach them how to enter and exit the field, do an NFL production, pregame or halftime show. And a lot of them are in 
awe of the stadium and the surrounding and the music and the audience. And so getting them focused, um, you have to either be super high energy and be able to just capture their, um, their focus because you are so exuberant or you get so quiet that all of a sudden it catches their, they're alarmed by it. Like what happened? Why are you so quiet? And they will just zero in on you and focus. So having that range, um, and I think that even can happen with adults, you know, if you're like really animated and excited about something and you're talking to them and then you just pause and take it down a notch. It refocuses people because it's such an extreme from one end to the other and how you're presenting. Yeah, that's so true. Adults are often more challenging to manage their energy or their attention than kids sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am self-diagnosed ADD, but I am the first person like shiny thing, squirrel, you know, like I can easily get distracted. <laughs> Me too. So do you have any one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's started because you've had a really awesome, long, awesome, wonderful career. I mean, I know you're only 25, but you've had a really awesome, long career. <laughs> <laughs> is there any piece of advice you would give to someone who is moving up the career ladder, but they're kind of feeling like they're not sure what they want to do next and, and they're kind of in a stuck place to stay positive, to keep their energy on track when they need to move forward? I think just believing that everything happens for a reason. And if you are, if you are someplace, um, there's something for you to learn or there's something for you to accomplish um, in that space. And then I think naturally, you know, whatever your beliefs are, uh, for me, I feel like God will open the next door or window or project or opportunity when the timing is right. And if you're working hard and you're doing the right thing, um, that you can trust and believe in that. And, and we're all ambitious and everyone has goals. And I think that those are all good things. But if you focus on that all the time, sometimes it, you kind of lose sight of the opportunities that are just right in front of you. Um, and, you know, so if you're in a, in a job that you, you like, but maybe it's not your forever job, while you're there, just encouraging people to make the absolute best of it because you have no idea what will come. For me, you know, when I started with the Vikings, I was, um, the two coaches before me had been there for seven years each. And that, that was just coincidental. Um, but I thought, oh my gosh, if I can be here for seven years, that would just be amazing. I want to be like them. And someday I want to have the title of director of cheerleading. And so sometimes you have to realize you don't even realize how big your dreams can be until you get there. You can, you can dream bigger. Um, now I've been there 23 years, so three times my goal. Um, I've been the director of cheerleading, but I'm also now the director of women's initiatives. And I am involved in so much of the business at the Minnesota Vikings and other areas um, outside of just cheerleading. And I could have never necessarily imagined that. But if I wouldn't have stuck it out past those seven years, then I wouldn't have you know, got to the full opportunity that I've had within the organization. And like you said, I'm only 25, so I've got plenty of time left. Maybe there's <laughs> more for me. To, <laughs> there's more for me to still do. <laughs> yes. Now, I know that, you know, everybody in today's world deals with ups and downs in our lives, personally and professionally. And a lot of times when something happens hard in our personal life, it can impact us in the workplace and vice versa. If something tough is happening at work, it can impact our home life, our relationships and things like that. Now, a few years ago, we talked about this before we started recording. Your son had a pretty 
horrific accident that has been very consuming for your family. How have you managed to stay productive at work and continue to be the role model that you are and, and effective and influential like you are dealing with the personal stuff? What's some advice you can give there? Yeah. Um, you know, one, I think I was inspired by my son because he is the most resilient person you will ever meet in your life. I am in awe of how he, you know, we talked about he had 27 surgeries. He has been through more than anyone should ever have to go through. Um, so that inspired me to continue to be resilient myself. Um, but I also think that people, when they're going through hard times, need to give themselves grace and realize that everything may not be the exact same or at the level that you want it to. And that's okay. Because like I mentioned, everything happens for a reason. And so for that season of difficulty that you're going through, um, something may need to pause or change or shift. Um, and that's okay. And giving yourself the grace and freedom to do that. And then also having the gumption to when you're getting through that. And, and I feel like I'm getting to that point now with Cole's, um, recent diagnosis of doing so much better and that, you know, he doesn't need to follow up with his surgeons now, um, that then you can redirect your focus to those things that are a priority. And now the timing is right for you to, you know, for me specifically to re-engage in some of those things that I, I just couldn't. And I think that, you know, you hear the saying, take one, one day at a time. I think when you're going through something that's really difficult, sometimes that's okay to not be so futuristic and to, allow yourself to just take one day at a time. Um, but remaining hopeful during that and um, the best you can to take care of yourself while, you know, while things are going difficult, whether it's work or relationship or, or something more. Yeah, I love that. And I think so many people in today's world feel like you have to do everything all at once. We're the masters of multitasking, but you don't have to do everything. You can do everything, but it doesn't have to be all at once. Something can be put on hold for a few weeks or a few years even, and you can come back to it later. I talk about that all the time from stage that, you know, when your life gets crazy, let some things just be silent in the background for a while, kind of like an orchestra. Yep. You know, you have an orchestra and not all the instruments are playing all at once. They're all important. They all make it more beautiful, but sometimes the flutes are quiet. <laughs> yep. I call it a pause. Just pause. It doesn't mean it's done. It's stopped. It's over. It's just paused. You can then hit pause again and play it again. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, as a woman who is in a, um, you know, stereotypically a male dominated industry, you, always want to be doing uh, all that you can to be at your best. And during that time, I was, you know, very absent from work. I was very present for my family and for Cole. And, um, and that was the stage I was in. And in the back of my mind, you know, I had that conversation with myself about, gosh, I'm, I'm potentially missing some opportunities or I'm falling behind on some things that, um, but I knew that everything happens for a reason and that, that I couldn't focus on that. I had to focus on, my son and his health and his care. And that now that I'm, you know, re, you know, fully back into the workforce again, um, that it'll work itself out. And I just have to trust that. And yeah. if you're a, you know, a woman of excellence, that that will be there and that will be evident. And I, and I'm really lucky because the Vikings gave me, you know, six, eight weeks off during that time to care for Cole as needed. And, um, and we, we were heading into the Super Bowl. My first day back was um, the kickoff of a whole series of, I think we did 85 Vikings women events 
the two weeks before the Super Bowl. And so it wasn't like a slow entry back in. <laughs> it was like, okay, I'm back and here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I but, love that you say to be in that moment because I, I was working with a client the other day and she reminded me, and I've seen this before, but we want to be human beings, not human doings. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you, you also, we talked about this before we got on air, you're doing so many different things. You're a testament to that as well with, you know, you have your book and your, all your public speaking things and your podcast and whatever you're working on at the moment, you're focused, you're intentional and you're present for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And we are on the same wavelength, uh, us two 25 year olds kicking butt and taking names. <laughs> Tammy, do you have any last minute advice, any other nuggets, anything else you want to share? You know, I think um, the last thing I think I was thinking of is yesterday when I was preparing to, to sit down with you today, I looked around my office and I have a couple of signs that ha are hanging up. And I think there is something about surrounding yourself with not only good people, but also good um, mottos or sayings or uh, things that will bring you energy and inspiration. And um, I have a couple in my office, you know, one is excellence is what we're looking for, not perfection. And uh, one that says GSD, which get, you know, stuff, you can put the word in you want, get stuff done. <laughs> like, let's not just linger, let's really get stuff done. And then um, another one says, how do we get to yes? Because I think so often, um, if something's hard, we want to just stop or shut it down. Well, even though it's hard, what can we do to keep going to get to yes so that we can make it happen? We can do it. We can move forward. Um, so I guess my advice would just be surrounding yourself with great people, but then also surround yourself with those things that will inspire you. Um, and perhaps those are, you know, those strong sayings. Yes, I love that. Everyone, I think, should have a mission statement, a mantra, things that they can repeat themselves to themselves. And I, that how do we get to yes? Life is hard. And every time it gets hard, it's easy to quit. But we can't, we have to be able to say yes, not just to whatever the project is, but to ourselves. And, and before we were talking, you said 2020 is the year of Tammy and it's the year of Kristen too. So uh, let's just make this a year of yes for everybody listening, for Tammy, for me. And Tammy, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thank you so much for being here on the Energy Now podcast. If you loved the show, please share it with people that you know would love it as much as you. Give it a good review. It really helps to get the word out so that we can all raise our energy levels, be more positive leaders, and really show up as the best versions of ourselves. You can get everything you need at energynowpodcast.com. And thank you for spreading good energy now.